Welcome to Closer to Christ, the sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. You can learn more about our ministries at stpaulmuskego.org. And now for this week's message. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Amen. Economics, politics, racism, all things that fill our lives living here in the United States of America. But I hope you agree with me that it's a blessing to live in a country like ours. Did anyone here tonight have to fetch water from the well this morning? gather sticks to warm the house or heat the stove, chase over hill and dale to capture the Thanksgiving bird. No. Our grocery stores are full of turkeys, which, by the way, cost 25% less this year than last year, and all the things that we need for our Thanksgiving feast. And there won't be any shortage of desserts either. Sugar is plentiful. But then so are diseases linked to a diet of too much sugar and a lifestyle of too little exercise. I don't want to begrudge anyone here tonight your reason or reasons to give thanks to God for his blessings But is it possible? Is it possible that these blessings from God can become a curse? The short answer is yes. Although I believe that the vast majority, if not all of us, have gathered here tonight to thank God for all of his blessings to us, we want to listen carefully to Jesus tonight as he warns us about letting the blessings of God become curses in our lives. No, Jesus is not going to lecture us on our intake of sugar or our lack of exercise, but he's going to warn us quite sternly against discontent and greed. Don't be foolish. Be rich toward God. A gospel from Luke chapter 12. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. 
I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones, and there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. This very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich toward God. Thousands have gathered to hear Jesus teach. At some point in his teaching lesson, Jesus pauses and a man yells out, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. What would you think If, as I paused in my sermon tonight, Tom yells out, Pastor, tell Kurt to give me the ten bucks he owes me. In my 41 years of pastoring, I've never once been interrupted by someone while preaching a sermon or teaching a Bible class to settle a family dispute. What's so pressing for this man? that he rudely interrupts Jesus in the middle of his teaching thousands of people. Money. This guy believes that his brother is cheating him out of some of his inheritance. And here, as he's teaching thousands of people, he demands that Jesus do something about it. Jesus responds, Man, Who appointed me a judge or an arbitrary between you? Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. This man wants Jesus to sit in judgment over his brother. Jesus judges this man. And in his judgment, he reveals a heart that is motivated by greed. How many family disputes would cease altogether today if we were willing to acknowledge that we were part of the problem? Sure, it's annoying when we feel that we're doing all the work around the house, but why are we annoyed Isn't it because we believe that a brother or a sister or somebody else in the household is not serving us? And if so, haven't we forgotten that those who are greatest in the kingdom of God are those who serve, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many? The sin that Jesus is addressing here is not laziness. It's greed. It's covetousness. It's not being content with what we have. So, what's the big deal if I'm not satisfied with my perfectly good but slightly out-of-style shoes? What's so wrong about wanting to win the lottery so I can build a bigger house and drive a fancier car. There's got to be worse sins than those. Jesus didn't feel that way, or he would not have told the parable. 
the ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones, and there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich toward God. This farmer doesn't seem to be a bad chap, does he? He hasn't gotten rich through an illegal marijuana operation or by ripping off his customers. He's worked really hard, and he's respected by the community. Nor is he careless with the blessings God has given him. He doesn't leave his crop out in the field to rot or for the birds to get it. He's going to store it away as any prudent person would do. And he's going to enjoy retirement. He's going to stay close to home and eat, drink, and be merry. Is that any different from our looking forward to a long weekend when we can enjoy a special meal and savor it with a glass of wine? This guy isn't a blatant unbeliever. He doesn't curse God. He doesn't shake an angry fist at God. He just forgets about God. And in God's eyes, there's no difference. Something God makes very clear by calling this man a fool. God doesn't condemn riches. Riches are a gift from God. As James says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights. No, God is not condemning riches. But he is condemning an attitude towards them that sees them as the most important thing in life. Are we like the fool? Listen to his words. My crops, my barns, my surplus. Don't we talk that way? My house, my car, my stuff as if none of this belongs to God. Even if we've worked hard to achieve these things, who is it who gave us the strength and ability to do that work? Moses reminded the Israelites, you may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. When we take credit for what God has given us, then we begin to think that all of these blessings belong to us and can be used in any way we see fit. The farmer, for example, seemed to be legitimately perplexed. What was he going to do with his surplus grain? 
Tear down the old barns and build bigger, better ones. That would solve the storage problem, right? But he already had enough storage available. Where? In the mouths of the needy. In the mouths of the poor. In the mouths of the disadvantaged and deprived. These things never occurred to him. Because he was convinced that all of these blessings belonged to him. To hoard, to hang on to, and not to share. When our love for others diminishes, when we start feeling unsympathetic toward them, it's a clear sign that our love for God is fading too. There would have been nothing wrong for this farmer to keep some, even a lot, of the grain for himself. But sharing some with others, that was the farthest thing from his mind. His problem, his sin, was greed. He wasn't satisfied with what God had given him to take care of his daily needs. That same life lesson applies to us. We don't need to hoard our blessings. The God who gave us what we needed today will give us what we need tomorrow, and he'll give us what we need the next day, ad infinitum. In the verses that follow on the heels of our text, Jesus says, Do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. For the pagan world runs after all such things, and your Father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. How foolish this farmer was. To his eternal detriment, he let God's blessings become a curse. Because Jesus didn't want that to happen to his initial listeners and to you and me today, when he said, be on your guard, he used the present tense of the verb. He said, continue to be on your guard against all kinds of greed. In other words, don't stop. Don't let your guard down. Do we needlessly expose ourselves to greed when we pour over the colorful, attractive ads in the paper, online, and on TV? Do we give in to the sinful desires of our sinful nature that we have the latest and the greatest when what we have is working just fine? Do we feed our greed at dessert time when mom is cutting the pie or scooping out the ice cream and brother or sister gets more than we do and we carp, he, she got more than I did. That's not fair. That's what the guy in our text who's yelling at Jesus is saying. He should have had more of the inheritance than he was receiving. But shouldn't he have been thankful 
even if he had received none of the inheritance? Shouldn't he have found comfort in these words of Scripture? Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. How it must have pained Jesus to see such greed, such disregard for the giver of every good and perfect gift. How every sin we commit must pain Jesus. The guilt, the shame, the pain of all of our sins laid on Jesus on Good Friday when he suffered on the cross and then descended into the depths of hell. But all that Jesus did willingly because he had come from heaven with a purpose to deliver to covetous and greedy people like you and me a heavenly inheritance. My friends, every one of our sins of not being satisfied and not being content with what God has given us has been taken to the cross and forgiven and forgotten in the blood of Jesus. Do you see now why Jesus warns, even pleads, that we guard against the sin of greed? If we don't, we may well forfeit a glorious and eternal heavenly treasure just to hang on to a temporary and worthless earthly one. That's foolish. It's like the child who turns up his nose at a $100 bill because it's an ugly green piece of paper to clutch instead this shiny 25-cent coin. Be rich toward God, Jesus says. I love the way the message translates this. Fill your barn with God, not with self. Let's fill our barn with God by prioritizing our hearing and studying His Word. If work or sports or relationships or any other activity gets in the way of our worship time, then let's find another time to fill ourselves with God's Word. If that doesn't work, if we can't discipline ourselves that way, then let's rearrange our life with activities that don't conflict with our time with God. You think I'm kidding? You think I'm not serious? Jesus says, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? My friends, I know I'm speaking to the crowd when I say we're here to say thank you to God for all of his blessings to us. We've gathered for that purpose, to thank and praise God for his goodness to us. But as we celebrate, as we give thanks, May it be our prayer 
that all of these earthly, these material blessings from God don't become a curse. For there's nothing more important for our souls and for our eternity than Jesus, God's Word, and His forgiveness. For all of these, let's join to say, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Amen. Thanks for joining us on the Closer to Christ Sermon Podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. Closer to Christ podcasts are from our current sermon series and are released every Monday morning. For live stream services and other ministry information, please visit us online at stpaulmuskego.org.